You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Crush Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Cantherion, a.k.a. Chris Crush Jacob, because Chris Crush will make the ball jump, jump. It's a very special episode. This will be my final podcast as an official member of the Kingpins. But of course, the Crush fam lives on, and I plan on harassing its members as often as possible. One of those members we have with us today, the Pirate Captain Dom himself, Crozier McCoy. How's it going today, sir? Hey, man. Uh, You certainly know how to put up an intro for a show. I'm doing real good. It's been a good day so far. Right on. Yeah, and you got some, I mean, it's always a good day, get to hang out and talk nonsense, and then uh, hang out with other folks and talk more different nonsense in a D&D game. Sure. So it's, it's a double good day for you, it sounds Yeah, like. no, this is, um, it's actually, I. this is kind of an off-tangent real quick, um, but it is a campaign run by uh, one of the most socially anxious people I've ever met, uh, my boyfriend, and I'm like super proud of him for it. So uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a good day. I'm proud of him for that. That's actually <laughs> adorable. I love that. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's good because I yeah I always tell people this is this is this is leading in. You didn't you didn't jump ahead of anything. This is leading into it. I always tell people that sure. uh, when you're doing role playing for like the first time, you're kind of putting yourself out there, but in, in a good yeah. way, right? You're interacting with a bunch of people that you probably feel very safe around, right? Because it's friends sure. uh, yeah. or or close friends of, of your friends and then you just set those guidelines up front right you as long as you guys talk yep. about here's what's okay to do here's not what's not okay to do and then if something comes up in the moment i'm shooting it down the password is uh you know pretzel popcorn or so, you know whatever you come up with your word or uh, you do the the old-fashioned x card um so it's, it sounds like it's a it's a good way for him to jump into it and uh, overcome some of those obstacles that's awesome sure yeah I love D&D as Very a social teaching thing. tool. That's fantastic. It's great. It's why I like PBE so much. The character development in a safe space. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep. I mean, the locker room. I mean, it's it's one of those things. Sure. That's another natural lead-in. Uh, Dag and Moosey, uh, especially for me, uh, I'm sure that the, the former GMs have also done this as well, but they made it a point to say, like, hey, guys, just as a, fr- a friendly reminder, this is a safe space. If someone says something you don't appreciate... You know, you talk to them. If you don't feel comfortable, come talk to us, and and let's figure it all out yeah. together. But I don't think, I mean, to my knowledge, this might have happened in the background, of course. But to my knowledge, I don't think anyone's had to go to the GMs and, and say, "Hey, so and so's crossed a line." I think we all kind of know where that line is, and sure. when we accidentally cross it, because it, it does happen, we're pretty quick to say, "Hey, I'm so, I'm just kidding." So so sorry about that. That was a joke. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, even even if we we think we're pressing the toe to the line, I think we're pretty good about that. So definitely PBE, Kingpin's Locker Room, ultra safe, and I love it. Yes, great place. But yeah, that, again, so the, these are these are two natural lead-ins to two different subjects. So we'll take the most recent one, which is the, the environment the GMs cre- have created. Uh, and even though you know how I feel about the GM, co-GM, uh, AGM thing. Uh, we will start with the official GM, who is DeGumpa, aka Jess, G, uh, Jason Buswell. 
and um, yeah, I just I want to kick off with my kind of interactions and observations with them. Like right off the bat, Dag was super welcoming, uh, set expectations very quickly, and made sure that I knew like what was expected of me, and kind of set up an environment where. I felt okay with just offering as much as I wanted to. I think it's important, right? I think a lot of GMs could take notes uh, because it's one thing to tell your player, hey, here's what you're going to do, here's how you're going to be successful, and here are, the, here are the stats you should put in if you want to win, versus me reaching out, you know what I mean? Like him reaching out to me and saying, like, hey, how's everything going? You know, like setting setting that, hey, whatever you need from me, I'm here. And then when I asked questions and said, like, hey... Uh, I'm thinking this for my build, what, what's your opinion? And then he would respond back versus I think uh, some GMs kind of take the opposite approach where they say like, hey, welcome to the team, change your stats to this. Um, so I don't know, I don't know, was your experience with DAG similar or different? Um, so I, I think the dynamic in the with our GMs is really interesting. Um, because Dag to me seems to be a very macro person. Uh, they are focused on immediately anyway, like when you first talk to them, Dag seems very focused on, uh, you know, improving your player and helping you, uh, run your upgrades and that sort of thing. Well, I, I found that Moosey is kind of more of the, uh, rapport person, you know, who goes down there and, uh, builds a relationship with the players. But I've noticed as I go on, uh, Dag has become increasingly uh, more friendly and talkative. I, I think he's someone that honestly uh, does just doesn't open up right away. Um, but they definitely, he definitely seems to be there for the orderly kind of in-game aspect, you know, like your traditional GM. Um, so I, I think you're correct in that assessment where you start off with him being the guy that tells you what to do <laughs> and then if you have questions or want to kind of talk to him and get to know him more then he evolves from boss man to friendly boss man so yeah I, I feel the same way that you do yeah I think that's a good way to describe it Dag is definitely not the guy that you instantly talk to and you're best friends forever it's the guy who like he's he uh, I I almost guarantee it's subconscious or not intentional, but he almost tests you, right? Like he says things to kind of gauge your reaction to them, and then based on positive or negative, he adjusts. So yeah. he kind of he kind of puts those feelers out there, and then enough positive responses or responses that that fit with what he's going for, then it's then you're exactly right. He opens up. He's that that uh, him and Moosey are are very similar personality wise. That's why they work so well together. And he really opens up to you as an individual, I think, once he's kind of established that you're going to be a, a cool individual yourself. Yes. So, yeah. All, all credit to Dag for surviving uh, all the all the turnover and <laughs> and putting it's up with all the... It's gotta be tough. I, in an off-season of a regular team, at worst, you'll lose, like, five players and maybe a co but in minors, you can lose everyone at once. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah, with the expansion, we're just—he's—he's he's losing a lot. Um, I want to say it's five position players and two—the oh. two relievers uh, are getting called up as well. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's there's a lot. 
but uh, but yeah, but still a good core staying around. I mean, we had we had basically ten active position players coming into the playoffs, so they were in as good a position I think as they could be, and that's again credit to him for for helping set that up. Uh, but yeah, and then and then moving on to to Moosey, I think again you kind of hit that dynamic on the head where Moosey is is a little quicker to be uh, less business like, less formal, a little more social. And then kind of keeps the trend going, right? He kind of runs games and um, does he? He kind of runs the creative side of the team. Is is the feeling that I have? What do you think? Yeah, um, <laughs> Lucy is a really interesting person. Um, also, congratulations on the accomplishment that I am not going to list out because I don't know if Lucy would want that to be public. Uh, but congrats either way. Um, Moosey is incredibly friendly uh, and talks in chat all the times, all the time, and is so relatable and funny that it's hard to not build rapport with Moosey. Um, I think they're just such a nice person that it like immediately strikes you. Uh, so definitely, I I think, uh, they definitely fit the attitude of the locker room super well and it, it really works together um both both gms kind of are, are good at the two things you need gms to be good at and it works out super well yeah yeah it's that i mean we've we've talked about it before but they yeah they just complement each other very well they pick up where each other leaves off uh sometimes you know one will step in if the other's unavailable so they're always like between the two of them, one of them is always around to answer questions or pitch in a conversation, which I think is huge, right? Like it's, you can't artificially create locker room conversation. You have to be present for it. So I think that's where Moosey's strength is. I think he does a really good job of kicking off that conversation and then him and Dag pick it up together and kind of keep the conversation going. So even if there's been, you know, even if when there aren't games going right now, it's the off season. We're still having chats. We're still talking about random stuff and getting excited for the draft, things like that. So, yeah, again, credit to both of them for coordinating that together and and making it again such a just a, a fun and welcoming place. It's huge to me. Sure. And then, so moving on, I, I'm not going to talk about the. OG Kingpin. So this is not a conversation about the folks who got everything started and and went that direction. We've already had those talks. This is about the current uh, and most recent members of the Kingpin. So I'll talk about kind of everyone who I've interacted with, um, some of whom you may not have gotten a chance to interact with because they were they had already uh, gotten picked up or promoted before you joined the team. Um, but I have to start with the creation of the Crush Fam. I have yeah. to go that route, uh, which means my first call out is uh, Hordle, aka Alex Frank, our um, our once and future catcher. It sounds like he's he's potentially <laughs> staying down for another season. I'm not sure. That's um, what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking on the roster, and he's probably on the second page. Is why I can't find him. I'm like, I'm like, why don't I see him? He's on the second page. Yeah, Alex Frank. Yeah, he's not quite max TPE yet. Yeah. But no worries. 
Uh, so Hordel, we've uh, I've, I've given the story, but as a brief recap, he is the reason why there is crush anything in our chat, uh, because he has the awful task of being an Orioles fan, uh, which I think is one of the hardest assignments in baseball fandom, is being <laughs> is being an Orioles fan. So uh, he's he knows Chris Davis, Chris Crush Davis. And uh, since the Kingpins drafted both myself and Chris Brick Squared, uh, he, he gave us both the title of Crush, which uh, I, then I slightly evolved into the Crush Brothers. Uh, so Hordle is one of those guys who, he's not the most active in the locker rooms, but when he is, he just goes off on these fantastic kind of mini rants, where he like, it's almost like he'll pick a character. It's almost like he sees a subject and he's like, okay, now I'm this character and I'm just going to be goofy and, and run with that. Um, and he's, he's, he likes frogs. I like that all of his, his avatars have always been some type of frog, which makes me happy. Uh, what, what, have you had any interactions or, or opinions on, on Hortle? Um, not really. <laughs> the, I, I wouldn't say we've interacted a lot but i definitely do not have anything bad to say about hortle uh they were a very nice person and very important to the locker room but no i don't have anything personal about hortle hey that's that's allowed like i said it's it's yeah. one of those he's definitely uh we would consider to be a mostly inactive right uh hitting yeah. hitting not quite th- you know he's not a cap yet and he's in entering his fifth season so he's definitely considered yeah. a you know, he posts what he needs to 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 qualify, essentially. Um, and it's one of those, like, we love players like that, too, right? Because uh, they stay it's, with it's, us forever. Yeah, it's fun to have a career minor <laughs> leaguer. Honestly, like, it's I'm kind of jealous of that. Because obviously, obviously this locker room means a lot to me. I, I loved it here. Um, I'm going to continue hanging out here. But, uh, yeah, I would... I would have been fine being a career kingpin, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, so, no, me too, yeah. But unfortunately, if you're a max earner, that's that's definitely never happening. It's not yeah. it's not a thing anymore. It's, so I'm currently um, I'm currently on pace to only spend um, two seasons in total with the kingpins, which is really sad. Because <laughs> I'm gonna hit the max by my second season. I'm already at two fifty. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, it, a lot of it. So a lot of us got called up this season because the expansion is happening or happened sure. already this season. Uh, so next season, it's going to, yeah, there's a lot of factors. It's going to depend on who drafts you, what their team needs are. Um, we, yeah, we've occasionally seen people who are max earners that stay down for four or even five seasons. It's happened occasionally. It's just, again, because of the expansion draft, because of all the moving parts, it's less likely. So so we'll see. Yep. I, I would say, uh, sure, don't get too comfortable, but at the same time, just, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait. Yeah. (laughs) Right on. And so I have to then move to the second member, um, who is no longer a kingpin, uh, but that would be machine earned runs. Uh, That would be Stanley Yelnats. (laughs) What a name! Yeah, I love I love the the forum names versus the player names, and they're both equally creative. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Stanley Yelnats is the reason why it became the Crush fam. So again, as a, a brief recap, um, we, after being the Crush brothers, myself and CBS, uh, 
Machine Run Runs was uh, changed his name to Crush Yelnats. And I think I don't know if it was in the middle of a podcast or just before one. Uh, but he, you know, he he changed his name, and I was like, "Awesome, we've got another Crush brother." And he said, he, "I believe what he said was, I just wanted to be a part of something. Like I wanted to be in the club." And that's when that was that was the kind of the aha moment for me of, "Oh, like that's accidentally rude. Let's go ahead and make this the Crush fam, so everyone can be a part of it. Right? It doesn't matter who you are or, or you know what." what your first name is. You don't have to be a Chris to be part of the Crush uh, family <laughs> as opposed to the Crush brothers. So uh, so now it's just a family. It's a group of people who, who want to hang out. And uh, uh, Stanley Yelnats, the, the player on the Demons, has had some, some decent success, but, but Machine Runner runs the guy. Uh, he's, he's been part of the Update team and the, and the Sim team for a while now. And, uh, yeah, just a, just a really... A very analytical person. I wouldn't say he's the the most social out there, but definitely yeah. when he says something, it's very well thought out, and uh, just just brought in energy. It was, it was one of those when he left the team, there was something a little bit of something missing. Not that the team was bad in any way, or or we were struggling, but yeah, it was nice to have him in the locker room. And uh, I don't know how active he is in the demons locker room. I hope he is. Um, but yeah, there were just it was one of those he wouldn't contribute often, but when he did, it would be on point. It would be something funny uh, or interesting. So so that's a that's a big miss uh, for me. But yeah, obviously I think I think he left the team before you joined. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I I have never talked to this person. <laughs> no worries. No worries. All right. So <clears throat> now. Um, we're going to go a little out of order. We're going to go a little bit okay. out of order because, again, I wanted to hit on the crush notes the strongest. Um, and I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the 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 returning father. we got to talk about dad coming back to the team. <laughs> right? <laughs> so Bauer himself, uh, Shumi Hulkenvettel, showing yep. off his Formula One fandom. Um, I know very little about Formula One. I I don't get racing. Uh, people are allowed to like what they like. Yeah, exactly. There you go. You won't. Yep. You won't. You won't uh, say anything ill about the things that other people like. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's. I think it's. It can be fun. It's one of those that, like baseball, for me is the only game that I can just sit down and watch day after day and not get bored of it. Um, pretty much any other sport type situation i i can watch it sometimes it's the same for me with like football basketball hockey racing um i mean any other kind of competitive event i can i can watch it occasionally and find it interesting and then if it's beyond that if it's on in the background and i'm not paying attention to it that's fine like that's that's pretty much as far as it goes for me but uh but yeah i mean bauer is just a force of nature that's yeah the the guy comes in you know he's he's always been pretty active on the team right one of the founding members so he's always kind of had a comment or two uh, but man just I mean he's been been back for what like two weeks if that maybe, yeah maybe maybe three uh, so I, I might be off on my time but already I feel like half of the posts in any of our chats are just now Bauer yes I think. Uh, Again, and it's and they're in a fun way. Like he keeps not only does he keep the conversation going, but for me, 
I've mentioned in the past that I don't love a super meme environment. Like, I want to do more than just have goofy chat. Sometimes I, I want to do that. But I also sure. want to have meaningful conversation. And I think he, him and I have a very similar balance of that, where he will say things that are that do contribute and are, are interesting and entertaining, and then he'll also do things that are just stupid and fun. But I don't know. It, how How's your reaction or interactions with with Bauer Ben so the one conversation I, I always think about Bauer um was him and Dag and you were talking <laughs> and Dag puts a uh, a Pepe emote down and then Bauer just says nice tongue <laughs> um Bauer is an incredibly fun and engaging person um who tends to, I, I don't mean this in a mean way, I love Bauer, tends to talk in a superficial way, um, and then is much smarter than he lets on, I believe. Um, but I love talking to Bauer. They've scouted me a bunch. I actually think that's probably where I'm going to end up being drafted as Cancun. Um, but super fun really engaging to talk to and has a really funny sense of humor uh bauer really puts a lot of energy into the room and i, I think that's something that only a few people can really do like on this planet is kind of inject energy into a conversation and bauer is fantastic at it so yeah i definitely a great person to have around yeah i think when you say superficial definitely that's that's kind of where I run into the memes, right? That's the that's the kind of the half of it I'm talking about where it's okay, this is just shit, shit posting basically. <laughs> like we're not talking about anything. But then yeah, there are other times I've had really good conversations with them. Um part of that is in like our war room, but also uh in other uh, chats and channels. So it's yeah, it's six of one half dozen of the other. I think it's important to have people like him around to your point that bring that energy and enthusiasm. Because if those people don't exist, then conversation just kind of dies out. Yes. All right. And then uh, going through it, like I said, in no particular order, I'm not even going as it's listed um, on the website. So I'm going to have to keep searching things because I'm realizing that the more I'm doing this, the more these people have all moved on. And then, yeah. <laughs> dang it, everyone's been moved. I was hoping they, they, would, <laughs> they would wait to move them so I had more time. Um, but we, we got to go to... Uh, so we'll go back to my my crush original crush brother who is uh, Chris Brick Squared, uh, aka Chris Jimenez. Um, I, as I pull up his page, do you have any comments or thoughts about CBS? Uh, not particularly. Not a person that I interacted with a lot. I, I think it is uh, definitely someone you would know more about. So go ahead and take the lead for this one. As I get his page up just in time, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so a, a another individual who's a max earner and super active doesn't post a ton in the locker room, but uh, has always yep. been a part of really interesting conversations. And um, yeah, an individual who has a really cool background. He's from the Dominican Republic, and it was fun to talk with him in a very early podcast. Kind of how the international free agent market is and 
how how brutal that system is set up and why so many players do things like lie or did things I don't know if they still do it but did things like lie about their age to try to hype things up and and get more recognition um, and just how how hyper competitive that market was and and how baseball is a way of life in that culture how it's just it's not it's not a game it's a way of life it's really cool sure. um, and yeah he's been very open and shared you know I think he it's his story is very relatable where he you know he played baseball in high school and was maybe a little bit overused maybe abused a little bit tore up his shoulder real bad and um and it was one of those kind of who knows things right like maybe he wasn't the best player on the team but maybe he was still developing a little bit so it's he kind of he kind of wonders that kind of stuff but it's yeah just a fascinating individual who it again doesn't have doesn't talk the most, but when he talks, it's it's always meaningful. Like he isn't he generally isn't a meme guy or posts things that aren't genuine. Which I I really again it's another I think it's, that's another presence or attitude you need in a successful locker room. I think you need that person who is going to come in contribute to conversations in in really powerful ways, and then kind of share his own story and be really, really open and kind of vulnerable, you know, kind of, kind of like we talked about with role playing, right? Like he's, he's role playing himself <laughs> in, in a way. Um, so it's been, it's been a pleasure to hang out with him. And hopefully, even though we're, you know, we're, he's a sloth and I'm a, I'm a scorpion. Uh, hopefully we can keep those conversations going. I can still find ways to get him into the podcast at some point because it's uh, sure. he's he usually works nights that's the hardest part is he usually works uh, so like when I'm starting the podcast at like noon or one he's off to work <laughs> which is unfortunate but yeah he's a cool dude I've, I'm, I'm gonna miss yeah. the, the daily interactions but hopefully he hangs around all right and then we gotta move to uh, to Django Rhino to uh, to crush Django uh, what about I, I know you've had interactions with him so let's start with your your opinions or, or thoughts about about Django yeah uh, give me a second here okay first of all really good at graphics like <laughs> um, I think the the scary Terry thing is endlessly funny to me and every time I see him talk in the locker room I always think about his character and crack up um He's he's very chill. Actually, I don't. Django is a male, right? Like I'm not like improperly identifying. No, yeah, yeah, he's okay. Good. Um, very chill person. Um, incredibly friendly. Uh, of course, I say that about everyone because I can't think of anyone that's not friendly in this locker room. Um, but just a really nice person to have around. Uh, great at editing. Love the signature they made me for like. Totally free, by the way. I mean, they got editing money off of it, but just was like, hey, you want a, you want a, they basically just went up to me and said, hey, you want a signature? And I said, yeah, that'd be amazing. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> uh, and they made one and it's great. I love it. Um, but yeah, just someone that brings a lot to the uh, locker room is a person that's very talented and relaxed and as a whole, great to have around. So yeah, that's that's how I feel about Mr. Django. Yeah, it's it's just it's so funny to me. My initial interactions with him were um, 
they were very brief. They weren't. I didn't have any really like in-depth conversations with them. And then he started to open up. So it was kind of one of those like he kept it very formal and very polite. And then I got him on a podcast and kind of pulled him out of that shell a little bit. And now yep. he's just like this bubbly and open and, and goofy guy, which I, I love all of that. Um, and to, yeah, to your point, insanely good at at all types of graphics, right? He can do the moving stuff. He can do the not moving stuff. He does like original stuff and um, just has a has an eye for that stuff. I think I, I know that obviously it's a skill. It's something that you can develop. But I feel like in his case, there's also a, a talent behind it that he just kind of identifies that stuff as well. So, sure. yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just agreeing. You're good. Yeah, so so what I love about Django is he is so quick to compliment when you aren't fishing for it. When yeah. when he he's a very empathetic person, and he can just kind of tell based on how conversations are going, if you're feeling down or something – and he'll give you he'll just maybe he'll side chat you maybe he'll put it in the in the room but he'll just tell you yeah no you're doing a good job like keep it up this is awesome and it's it's little things like that i think some of it we forget that sometimes right the 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 random act of kindness uh to your point kind of saying like hey how about a signature like how about something cool to help keep you keep your permanence in the league uh, official and on your your forum page and and put it wherever you know that that's it's such a small thing that goes such a long way and especially for a newer player who's like oh i can't really like i can't afford to do that because i'm trying to save up and he's like no it's this is just for you (laughs) like you you don't have to pay me just do what you want with it so uh yeah i've had so many cool interactions and 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 it's funny because even in in that first podcast he's like you know sometimes i can be a little inappropriate just cut me off and he never said anything inappropriate (laughs) he's just one of those guys that um he's overly cautious uh, because maybe he's been burned in the past. Uh, I don't know how other leagues have treated him, because uh, he, he, I know this isn't his first sim league, but I really think he's found a, a great home in the PBE. I think everyone respects yep. him, loves what he does, and I believe he's going to the Raptors, uh, the Rap, the Raptros, which huh. is fun. That's a good group over there. Um, they've got a cool podcast themselves that they started up a few weeks ago, which is really fun. Uh, Feeling our ideas. Right, <laughs> got a copyright sue him. <laughs> I know it's it's one of those like oh I said I was doing a podcast to help my team now everybody's doing it no I definitely wasn't the first one to think of that um, but I think I'm the first one to be consistent with it <laughs> like uh, at least recently consistent with it I'm, there are other podcasts that went a lot longer than this one has that um, just fizzled out or stopped because you know whoever was running it got burnt out or moved on from that team or whatever so so i yeah i doubt i'm this is this is almost certainly not an original idea yeah. but uh but yeah Django is an awesome dude i hope he sticks around in the locker room a little bit and and keeps those chats going hopefully keeps the graphics going and yeah i just it's it's one of those if i'm having a tough day uh he's i hope i i happen to be talking to him because he'll always make me feel just a little bit better which is again, it's that's that's a that is a trait and a and a talent. It's almost something you can't teach. Yes. All right, let's move on. So those are the ones. Oh, he wasn't moved. I was clicking around all crazy, and he hadn't even moved. Oh, I, I'm terrible. Um, so again, we're not going to cover quite everyone. I'm hitting I'm hitting the highlights of my experience with the kingpins. 
Um, and again, this doesn't mean that I haven't had good interactions with other people. It's just potentially those other people and I didn't really talk that much. Maybe we talked a little bit in the beginning, but they've kind of gone off and done their own thing. So that's uh, nobody's fault. I'm not. Uh, I hope. I hope neither side. I'm not. I'm not angry or upset about it. That's just the nature of sim leagues, I think. Uh, but let's move on to Barry B. Benson. Wow. What, right? Wow. Yeah, I, there is so much to say about Barry. <laughs> Kick it off. Let's go. All right. Um, I don't think I've met someone who I have a harder time telling if they're being sarcastic or not. <laughs> um, Barry is such a subtle guy in the way that he talks um, that you have to put so much thought into what he's saying that it takes you a little bit. Um, actually, it reminds me a lot of uh, Hummus God, who acts very similar. But I, I, Barry is such a unique dude, and it is great to have him around, even though I actually think he's going to be here for a couple more seasons. Um, because he's super active. Uh, he constantly adds things to a conversation that most other people don't even think about right? Much less articulate. Um, and he's also very emotionally neutral, uh, which is good when we get our shit kicked in. <laughs> um, because I, he is just such a, okay, just play our next game, it doesn't matter, person. Um, I think as a whole, it just everything he does is so dripped in subtlety that you really have to take a minute to appreciate the kind of person he is. And once you do, like, you love the dude. Uh, like, I, I absolutely think he's a great guy, and I love having him around. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my rant about uh, Mr. Benson. Also, the character's really funny. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I'd agree on all those notes. I, I'm going to be honest, my initial impression of of him was almost like that of a kid brother. I was like, man, he's just he he's funny, but the guy just keeps talking and oh man, I just I need a break. And then I got to know him and I was like, oh no, but this is really entertaining and interesting. And again, it's that yeah. right blend of really stupid things and really insightful things. It's that, you know, he'll keep it on topic and then other times he just talks about nonsense and asks if I like jazz. So it's yeah. it's that perfect blend, and I just love. I always get extra excited for people who are active in the streams. I didn't bring this up for the other individuals. Everyone we've talked about has has posted something in those Twitch chats, which I think is an even. It's another level, right? Because we can talk in our locker rooms all day, but that's talking to amongst ourselves. And I feel yeah. like when you're talking on the Twitch channel, even though it's still a safe place, it's a bunch of people we don't really know that well. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's um, very active in the streams as well. Uh, very hype on his on his uh, self proclaimed favorite player Tony Gunk, and uh, who we'll talk about next, of course. <laughs> but um, yeah, part of the legend, part of the legend of Barry B. Benson will be that forever. You know, the got gunked. You just got gunked, uh, which is which is a line from Impractical Jokers. I mean, he didn't he didn't yes. in invent it. He just repurposed it, much like. You know, I, I repurposed Crush Brothers, right? Um, sure. But it's so funny. 
but it's so funny. So it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter the source. <laughs> it's so interesting and so funny. And we wouldn't have. I don't think we would have that energy without uh, Barry B. Benson on the team. I don't think that energy exists without him. It's that. It's that again. It's that almost youthful exuberance that at first on on the surface you're just like I don't want any part of this, and then you spend like five minutes talking to him. You're like, I want every part of this. <laughs> So yeah, this the just the energy he brings to the team, and yeah, I believe you're right. I think Bauer has said that he is him and uh, Gunk are both staying down since they're both going to the Toros. I think he mentioned that, uh, and that's why they have not been moved yet. So you got you got one more season, at yeah. least of of that uh, one two punch starter core, and then we'll see we'll see what happens next season. But yeah, yep. what a guy, what a guy. All right, so let's yeah let's move on to his uh, his the, the one to the one two punch. Let's go with uh, Tony Gunk. So Tony Gunk is uh, an individual who I've had some really good conversations with, and I think uh, my initial impressions of him again because of that youthful exuberance of Barry B Benson almost was like man this guy's really quiet and really passive and and I don't know if he's invested. And then I spent five minutes talking to him, and I was like, "Okay, here's a guy who's who's just passionate about the you know he loves Impractical Jokers. He created his character because of it, and then also yep. seems pretty passionate about our sim league. Seems pretty yeah. invested, and is just he's kind of that other side to the coin of Barry B. Benson. I think he brings energy just in a different way, in a, in a sure. more quiet and subtle way." But still in a very exciting way. Like, see, he's still a really yeah. interesting person to talk to. He jumps into conversations. He's leaned into the whole get gunked thing, you know. And and I think that's another mark of someone who's who's really interesting to hang out with is when someone places a meme upon them, they accept it. If because if you reject it, man, you're just no fun. <laughs> that's how I see it. Is like if someone has a, a a joke about you that they want you to roll with, and you're like, nah, nah, nah I don't want to be a part of it. What a, what a crappy thing to do, and what a good way to not make friends, I'd say. So so kudos to him for running with it, and not only running with it, but making it like his character. So I just those are the interactions I've enjoyed with him. How about you? Um, oh sorry, I got distracted by Aaron Donald news there. Hope that guy's okay. Um, so Gunk is. You said that Gunk is like the exact opposite of Benson, which is not something I had thought of before, but it's totally true. Because um, I am impressed by Gunk's ability to like just not care at all about <laughs> like he is just so open about himself and how he acts that it can even be like overwhelming. Um, and the dude is just great. He's, like, super funny. Um, he really gets into Sims, like you said. Like, that guy just really cares about um, being active in PBE. Um, and he cares a lot about the locker room and improving his character to uh, be better in the locker room. I I am a little upset. Um, it felt like his last performances as a kingpin this season were like his worst because he was one of the best pitchers all season and then hit playoffs and it was not pretty um but gunk is just like 
such a aggressive personality that it's hard to not like them. Uh, also, they work at Wendy's, which is the best fast food place. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about the <laughs> random selfies from Wendy's. Oh, it's so great. Um, yeah, I just I really like them. Yeah, he's he's a he's a great guy, and and yeah, those uh, I always tell people that is the hardest job in the world. I don't understand people who can tolerate working in fast food for more than like a couple of weeks. And yeah. I appreciate the heck out of them because man, you just get you just get the worst individuals. You just get like <laughs> people who just hate life show up six feet from you and want to harass you about the quality of your 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 patties. And you're like, it's it's frozen, man. Like, what do you want from me? You know, <laughs> like you're, you're expecting a fillet. I don't. I guess I guess make more money and go to a restaurant, like a, a real restaurant, not a fast food. Like, just calm down. But not yeah. even, not even like you don't even have to go to five star. Like, just go to Applebee's. Right. Like... <laughs> hit up, hit up the Olive Garden. That's yeah. Uh, go, yeah. Go do, yeah. go do something fun. Get a nice steak there. Oh, that's great. Oh, thank you, thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, that's that's yes. huge. That is that is that shows the infinite patience and wisdom of that of that gentleman for sure. Um, man, I want to talk about everyone now. Let's talk about let's talk about the man who technically exists. I mean, who technically By exists? allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Calvin yes. Galladay right, Calvin Galladay does exist. Calvin Galladay exists. Yeah. Um and then no, he, the he doesn't have a player. Is that how no. it works? It's yeah, it's it's weird that they hang around in the locker room actually. Um because they just don't have any players. That's so great. <laughs> yeah, Kelvin's um I was recently talking to some part of uh the Death Valley locker room. And so they, yep. they do, you know, with draft time coming, you know, they, they do ask our opinions on players and I was just talking about how Calvin's one of those guys who um it's you know, he's it's it's that I think they're all ISFL group or you know, whatever, like BDU yeah. and FNO and um, that's where Moosey and, and Dak like know everyone. Um, yes. But he has been super active in PBE. He's he's got 28 million. So even yep. after Hall of Fame equipment, um, he's still going to have 10 million left over. Yeah. And so he's been writing media. He's been, he did his little the the mock drafts, which were really exciting that we talked about on that one podcast. And. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was one of those things where I didn't know we needed that archetype on our team until he came on our team and instantly started mashing, like as a 100 TPE rookie. Yes. Instantly, like one of the best players on the team, like so. So he I'm did. So his... heated about that, by the way. <laughs> right. Yeah, you picked you picked the slowest archetype to build, and he picked yeah. the fastest. Yeah, the the streak is the best. Uh, player in the minors hands down if you have a team full of the streak you're probably going to win a championship like it's yeah. it's not guaranteed but you've got pretty a pretty good chance because their minimums are huge like all their yes. minimums are so much better than any other archetype however um into the majors it's considered probably the weakest at, at least yeah. before the upgrades before the changes to the the maxes i don't so i don't know if that's made it worse or better but um Versus the big man on campus, 
builds or the you know, those builds are considered the best builds in the majors, but they are definitely the slowest to develop. So they have the highest maxes for everything, but in the minors, the it, the mins are really tough. So that's yeah. But it was but again, I'm not sure if that was. I know his idea off the bat was he wanted a defensive player, and so I think he was just leaning more towards picking a player that was good at that and then saw speed and was excited about it. So I don't think, I don't know how much research he did before he came in and was like, oh, this is what the team needs. Um, But I'd imagine he did some of that, and I'm sure he talked to the other folks who were coming over as as well as Moosey and Dag about that. So having him on the team, I think, was a huge part of that playoff run. And then having that, the person behind it again, uh, just another one of those presences in the locker room that kept the conversation going, always had something interesting to mention and um, and still pretty I mean again is he the most active in the locker room no but when he does contribute it's usually pretty meaningful uh, but what about you any any thoughts about uh, Calvin Galladay or the the fake player fake player um, well they didn't know what errors were which kind of cracked me up um, <laughs> there's a lot of people that come into PBE not knowing anything about baseball um, especially people that come from other sim leagues like football uh, and just not, no, don't know anything about baseball. Uh, Calvin is one of those people, and it's super funny to hear uh, questions about stats that you're so familiar looking at, you know, on like a spreadsheet. Um, but Calvin is probably the most cohesive speaker. <laughs> uh, while a lot of the people people we've mentioned today tend to talk in varied mumbled sentences or very short sentences uh calvin usually writes in complete thoughts which it's funny that that is a thing you notice about him but it is um honestly yeah not super excuse me i had something in my throat there not super active uh definitely Someone that you assume is reading a lot, even when they're not typing. Um, and yeah, very hardworking in the league. Uh, I I personally, I know he's going to get drafted higher than me. Um, but I'm super excited because I, I honestly consider myself having a little bit of a, a competitive rivalry between us. Where I, I want to like outperform him in the majors. Uh, but he's a really cool guy. I, I've never had a bad experience with him. Um, he's very nice to talk to. And it's it's someone that you feel very comfortable engaging with. Um, especially because Calvin is not afraid of engaging with you. You know, uh, I think when someone is willing to make that first step of communication it makes your engagement a lot easier. And that's what always strikes me about Calvin is they will just talk to you. And it always feels like very nice. So that's that's Calvin. Yeah, he's I think you you hit it on the head. He's very well thought and he he's yeah. I don't think he's ever typed something that he hasn't reasoned through before typing it. You know, he's I think we all have those moments of like, oh, maybe I should have rephrased that or maybe I should have put it differently or Maybe that timing was a little off. I don't. I, I've never seen those moments from him. I always feels sure. like when he says something, it's very time appropriate, and um, he, he always recognizes the the audience. 
and sees sure. you know where it's it's good to talk about something. And and yeah, to your point, he he reaches out too. You know, he doesn't yeah. just participate in conversation; he starts them, which I think again, it's another one of those things that we need to have in in a successful locker room for sure. All right, let's talk mm. about. See again, there's a bunch of people that I want to talk about that I feel like haven't said anything in like a season. Like I'm, uh, you know, like a lot of our really active folks. Like both of our relievers are super active, uh, but have not really been big in the locker room. CJ's been sure. on and off. So let's talk about let's talk about Kaladin Stormplus, aka CJ Baseball Eleven. CJ Baseball Eleven. Yeah. So he's. He's definitely one of those, um, the fun for him is mostly in his player, is what it seems like. So the success and and failure of his player are where he finds a lot of his fun. Uh, but again, he's also been, uh, he's he's I think he's one or two posts on Twitch maybe. Uh, and then yeah. decently active during like game days and things like that. Yes, especially when they're playing. Yeah, so he's he's always very excited to see like, oh, who gave up that run? What it was it was me? Oh man! Or like, oh yes, I I I, I struck out the side. Let's go! Like he's yeah yeah he's definitely one of those uh, the 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 lower end of the active scale in the locker room, uh, but gets very excited come game time, and that seems to keep motivating him. Right? It seems like he's keeping uh, really active. I think he's he's still a max earner. Yeah, he's at four four hundred sixty TPE in his second season, which I think is, like, right on pace. I think the max yeah. you can earn in a season is, like, 190-ish. Yep. So if, if yeah, max earning would mean he's around, he'd be around 480. So 460 is is pretty much right there, and with the extra week of the offseason, he'll have it when so, once all those other claims come in. Um, but, yeah, he's, again, I haven't had a ton of interactions with him as an individual, um, he he was on on the podcast and and definitely a little bit quiet, a little bit reserved, but still able to offer. You know, he he didn't let conversations fall for sure. He he still kept kept the talk active. And again, it's another one of those things where I feel like to have a successful locker room, these are these are another type of person you need. You need that person who's just hyper invested in the sim and in the game. And it's not like he would go on a riot or a rampage if his player did poorly or if the team lost. He was still very calm and collected about it, but would participate in the discussion and kind of almost refocus us to PBE sometimes. Sometimes we would get so far off track that we wouldn't even talk about the game, and then he's like, hey guys, there's a sim. You know? <laughs> like, So that, those are kind of the interactions I've had with him. Um, any, anything to add on CJ Baseball? Um... I would say I, I enjoy PBE in the same way that he does, uh, in which during game days, although I do it in Twitch chat instead of Discord, uh, whenever I'm up at that, I get like very audibly excited or upset depending on how it goes. Um, so it's really funny to scroll through all of his chat messages because it's just literally a mix of, oh my God, that was so amazing. And oh, wow, that really sucked. Yep. Yeah. Um, because that's certainly how I act. Uh, is I will stream audibly changes based off of how I played. <laughs> that's exactly how I would sum up CJ Baseball. Is um, if you're looking for a guy whose whose entire history is reacting to the the Sims, look yep. at his history, and that's pretty much 
he's had like one or two posts that are like, hey, that's exciting outside of The Sims. Uh, but yeah, pretty much focused on the game. And, and again, I think that's important. I think people like that help keep us grounded. And um, as much as I enjoy the locker rooms, it's still fun to you know play the games and watch The Sims. So it's, it's good to have that sure. reminder. Uh, let's talk about Hunter Sky. Let's talk about uh, the, the Maasai Marathoner who, again, in the locker room, potentially not the most active, uh, but a very big out-of-the-park presence, someone who's played a lot of perfect team and is friends kind of with that that out-of-the-park group that came out. Uh, he was he was also recruited by uh, Crazy Katie Cat. Um, so, yeah. yeah. It's one of those, again, kind of more focused on the sim than anything, but also really helpful. Like, he's kind of picked up the the slack from, uh, like, Chess has had some medical issues and some personal issues, and uh, Crazy Katie Cat's had some personal issues. So there have been yep. some stuff on the forums that, uh, that yeah, Hunters, that uh, Messiah Marathoner is, is there to pick up, which has been really cool. And then from a locker room perspective, like I said, he's he's been kind of um, kind of inactive as of late. I haven't seen a lot of posts. I think he's more focused on the majors at this point, especially yeah. since it's, he's... It's sad. Um, some people, like, stick around, and some people just immediately are like, all right, thanks, Dag, and then just, like, never check this again. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely one of those that, like, clearly... You know, came over as not just recruited by by uh, CCC, but also good friends with CCC. So, like, yeah, the, yep. I think the focus being on the majors just made a lot of sense from that perspective. Because, yeah. like, hey, I wanna I wanna hang out with my friends. I totally understand yeah. that mindset. So it's nothing. It's not a negative towards them, and it's not like they've been a detriment to the team either. They've they've still participated in things. They the media posts job. have been really yeah. quality. Um, Really, yeah, really interesting media posts for Hunter Sky. So, yeah, it's it's one of those again. This is kind of in a similar boat to CJ Baseball, uh, but I would see I would say even less, even more behind the scenes kind of, and just yeah, just a little bit more of a majors focus, which I think is fine too. Hmm. Yeah. And. Yeah, I think, you know, again, nothing against everyone else. I think uh, BDU, uh, Brustar Lemonade, Brustar Lemonade, has been, um, definitely he's more invested in his other sim leagues. I think that's pretty clear. But uh, Big Yoshi does occasionally make some fun posts, get out there, and, and still contributes, which I think is really important. Um He's he's a an average earner, I think. So he's at two hundred twenty TPE. Um, that would be like, yeah, if he had joined us like mid season, then he'd be on pace for max. But I think he's a little bit under max at that point. I think yep. it, it would be two eighty. So so still average and still um, still staying active, but definitely, yeah, he was recruited directly by Moosey. I don't know if they're on the same team or he's the. GM of his team in ISFL? No clue. What was that? No clue. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, there's there's a connection. I believe it's the ISFL is the connection. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to say BDU is his GM over there. I, I forget, though. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just one of those, like, <clears throat> cool guy, fun interactions. He doesn't stand out 
positive or negative to me, only just because he just sure. doesn't post a ton, right? So yeah. Um, but the posts I've seen are fun, and <laughs> everyone loves him. Like everyone knows him from the other league. You know, a lot of a lot of yeah. folks here play a lot of other sim leagues, so everyone's like, "Oh, Big Yoshi, yeah. yay!" So it's just fun to have, like an, um, oh, I don't know, an almost an unofficial mascot. He's kind of like he's a draw to the team without being super active. So that's I think of a mascot. I think of a yes, guy who shows up at the park and right. just kind of dances around, and it's like, oh, cool, he's there. But I'm not going to get it to interact <clears throat> with him a ton. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if you've had any any interactions with uh, with BDU. Um, I do not think so. No I know they always show up. After after every game day, they'll send like one sentence, <laughs> and you'll be like, "Thank you for your insight, all powerful Yoshi." And then they just go back to like their cave. <laughs> yep. Yeah, back uh, to the regular scheduled programming at that point. <clears throat> right on. And then uh, yeah, we've got. What's that? Tahiti just started day two. What just started? Tahiti. Oh, yeah. Yeah. the class. Okay, okay, okay. Yep, well, yep. I'll watch that while you play D&D. That'll be my plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's, I mean, pretty much everyone else, like I said, not no no dig on them. They just haven't been super active. Like Atlas Gray sure. uh, has been a an average earner, um, <clears throat> not super active in the locker room. You know, posted a couple things. I tried to get them on the podcast. Multiple times we got them on there once. And just a little bit shy, a little bit quiet, and, um, you know, hey, again, we need players like that. We need players who are just going to show up, uh, keep their player active, keep their their player in the running and and in the points, and then just kind of go about their business. Nothing wrong with that. What a lot of people don't realize about sim leagues um, is that a majority of your team is quiet people who show up once a week. And sign their contracts and do a few activity checks and then just kind of disappear. Um, I learned that a lot when I was uh, GMing um, a team in a league totally unconnected from this. But people don't realize how much those quiet, semi-active people matter to uh, PBE and other sim leagues. Because this is, when you think of the most impactful people, you know, like the most dedicated members, head office. But in reality, uh, this league is very much run off of the backs of uh, people who are not always here. The casual consumer is the most important one. So, I'd agree with that, and that's you know yep. that's a good shout out to my last podcast talking about the pay to be lazy model, or yep. donate to be lazy. I call it donate <laughs> to be lazy model because uh, hey, then I'm not spending money, guys. I'm donating to a good cause. You can't be mad about it. <laughs> um, that would that would definitely support the casual consumer who's like, yeah, I just I'll I'll pay like five bucks a month, and I'll be like an average earner, and this is great, you know. So, yes. um, so so hey, check out that last podcast if you haven't listened. But uh, but yeah, I I think we have we were spoiled this season. I think we had the the majority, the vast majority of our players were hyperactive. Yeah. And in the last two seasons, it was definitely more of what you were talking about, where it was those kind of people who showed up, did the updates, would occasionally talk on game day, but generally not. And then you'd see, like, a post where they're checking their balance. Like, that's <laughs> that's their post. They're checking their balance. <laughs> like, oh, player stats, what am I doing? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. And that's and that's great because that's those are people we need because yeah. not everyone has the time 
or the resources to invest in the locker room. Not everyone is comfortable with it. You know, we talked about the top, right? It's that it's that social aspect of it that can be kind of daunting. That's I've talked to a lot of people. The reason that they don't come on the podcast isn't because they don't want money or want to interact. It's because they just don't feel comfortable with it. They're like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not good at public speaking. I, I don't really want to be recorded. Um, and it's not again. It's not a dig on anyone. It's just that you know that's the kind of person who who will help out the league tremendously just by nature of their being there, and uh, and then hopefully they they find something that's fun to keep them a little bit invested so they they keep a little bit active. That's I think that's the best we can do. Yeah. Well, it's that time, Dom. I'm glad. I'm, thank you for coming uh, on this journey of celebration with me. And <laughs> thanks um, for having. Me. And not to, uh, you know, I, I'm not trying to embarrass you in front of yourself, but uh, yeah, you've been you've been exciting to play with. Your your posts are hilarious. It's nice to talk to another individual who is who has that kind of heavy role playing background. So that's been fun to have those conversations. And I'm hoping maybe the next podcast, maybe after that, maybe we can bring in some more of these rookies find out a little bit more about their backstory and if they don't have one, you know, do that writing workshop we talked about, help them create one. I think that'd be really cool. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for the writing episode. I think that's going to be great fun. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for being here. I'll let you go uh enjoy your D&D session unless Thank you have you. any parting thoughts. Uh no. I mean, uh I I Obviously, I made that really big post where I uh, thanked like everyone. Um, but I, I want to say that this year's kingpins have been great, and I, I really can't think of a better way to have started uh, PBE. I'm like absolutely hooked because of how great this locker room is. Uh, so thanks to everyone we talked about today for being an important part of setting how it is, how it feels, and. Uh, really getting me into this league. I love it. Yeah, great sentiment, great uh, insight about the locker room. Uh, thanks again to everyone who's been listening, and I'll see you on the field. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.